This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next, but first... Take a listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to perhaps one of the quintessentially fantastic rock photographers, Mick Rock. He is taking pictures of Lou Reed, David Bowie, yes, and many more. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. All right, we have a special guest on the phone uh, joining us from, uh, I believe, New York City. Yes, sir. Uh, his name uh, is Mick Rock, and he's known as the man who shot the 70s. It's not a gun reference. He's one of the great <laughs> rock photographers. He photographed David Bowie, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, uh, Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd, Queen, Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols, many the more. Ramones, I mean, you, the, they, you yeah, name it. still shoot. I still right. shoot. That, I know. That, that man who shot the 70s thing what is good for museums and galleries and the book people like it a lot. But it's, you know, sometimes I go, oh, shit. <laughs> I just did a shoot yesterday. <laughs> Sounds like they fucking put me out the past years ago. Yeah, but, I mean, if you've got a decade that you own, you know, you should go with it. I mean, you own a decade. Well, I don't have any option. So yeah. I do. Right. Did, this- did, you see, did you check out the documentary? No. No, we we have not seen the documentary, although we wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, it was at... Uh, yeah, if you go on Netflix, oh. yeah. look at and shots. It's, you know, bang, bang, click, click. Um, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, S-H-O-T exclamation mark. Oh, okay. Well, I guess with a name like Mick Rock, you really had no choice but to follow a career like fucked. this. <laughs> yeah, From right. Yes. Well, thank God your name wasn't Sheldon Podiatrist, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an interesting name. Though. Very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, you know, as we as we mentioned, you've worked with some of the greats. Uh, you know, of those greats, yeah. Who is your favorite or the most? Uh, I guess you can't. You know, you don't have a fa- you know oh, favorite no. kid. But, yeah. but you know, no, it's like the wives and girlfriends. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I love them all. Right. Well, okay. Which but one? Do you really? Do you do you really <laughs> love them all, or are there some that were a little well, bit difficult? There were the thing about in the early days is we were all. You know, within a few years, we were all similar ages. So I would, ha- and of course, there was the other factor, which was, you know, stimulants. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm retired. Other than a puff here and there, I'm retired from all that for the last 23 years. Because in '96, I had heart bypass surgery. Oh, oh boy, and that yeah. was God's way of saying, yeah, no more, Mick. Rock. Yeah, wake up, yeah. everybody. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, he said, if 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 you're leaving town, you're not fucking coming here. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I thought I'd better hang around. <laughs> yeah, delay that as long as possible. Delay that trip. But so you're yeah. saying you really did. You really did. It was like a camaraderie because you were all pals, basically, right? 
But yeah, it was a different world in those days, you know, all the all the fucking bullshit that goes on today. And and there's too many, you know, and often it was just me, my camera, and the subject. Nowadays, I get lumbered, you know, I have to have at least a couple of assistants and all that. But then I don't go out, you know, I don't shoot live concerts anymore. One, what's the point? And two... Um, if I go out, I've got my trusty telephone. I don't take a camera with me. Really? If you want a, ca- if you want a camera in a shop, you need to lay some cash on the table. Oh, I Otherwise see. Otherwise, it yeah. stays home. No, I mean... But don't you also have to go through like a uh, coterie of, uh, of PR people and stuff now? Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't do it. I don't really do performance stuff that's a while back i did have a contract with the w hotels for a while and i shot a bunch of uh, action stuff in those days but uh, that hasn't been for about three or four years now okay. so no i want to i like you know i like the one-on-one i like uh, a situation where i don't know if i have much control i have but i have enough control where i can mm-hmm. build uh, a, uh, a certain kind of intimacy with the subject, but aren't like, you also uh, now so well known that that there's some there's a cachet that comes with that? I mean, when they come in there, they know they're not going to you know Joe Schmo or Sheldon Podiatry or Sheldon Podiatry. Joe Schmo's taking a couple of nice pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a big Joe Schmo fan. Right. Don't get me wrong, right. and we got to cut this interview quick because we got Joe Schmo on it. He's up next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, well, yes, obviously. A, I'm a little bit older than I was 40 years ago. Sure, right. And, uh, and yes, I mean, in those days, it was it was a different world. One thing, the record companies were very tight-fisted and didn't want to lay out much money. Uh, I mean, that Queen cover that has been all over the place, mm-hmm. for instance, not only did I conceive of it, I also photographed it, art directed it, and did the paste-up mechanicals because that was the deal in those days. Mm, right. Which which so, Queen cover did you, which Queen cover are you Well, I about? shot Queen 2 and Sheer Heart Attack. Oh, wow. Oh, that was a great one. So, oh, those, uh, are, those are iconic. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Did you? I, mean, I saw the second half. Okay. Um, I know there's talk of us, I think Remy's in um, in London, dealing with that new James Bond movie. Right. But uh, I know through a mutual friend, there's a desire to set up a dinner when he gets back. And maybe we'll talk about uh, snaps, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard a couple of old Queen's friends of mine thought it wasn't gay enough. I go, well, <laughs> there's documentaries out there. And I thought it was gay enough. You know? I mean, with all due respect. What is gay enough? Is that, that's, I didn't know that was a quanti- quantitative and not qualitative, I guess. Uh, well, I think a rocket like man is gayer, right? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm not sure what they, but, but, and I mean, it's, it's, is it a bit adapted? Yes, of course it is. But, yeah. It's a movie. It's not a documentary. Right. I mean, there's plenty of documentaries out there on Queen and Freddy. Check out one of those. But obviously, it's done very well, and God bless them. They've, uh, the, you know, the music's so fabulous. It's, exactly. Um, it, I mean, that's the bottom line. People ask, it's, oh, you gave him that great picture, Mick. I mean, do you think? I go, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, I helped a little bit here and there with the images, but the bottom line is with that music, they'd have broken through anyway. 
I mean, it's, can, I, you know. can I ask you something about that era? Just, you know, I mean, it was uh, a time in New York uh, and London where, you know, especially in New York, though, where there was that uh, that scene, there was like a, mm-hmm. a seedy music scene that mm-hmm. is that we look back on now as, you know, this uh, heyday. But at the time, it was it really was kind of like an underground thing that was just bubbling up, wasn't it? Well, there was such a thing as the underground yeah. back in those days, whereas nowadays something like as a little spark, and it's like in Afghanistan three days later. Yeah, right. right. But three hours later, yeah, right. about three days. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's just a different world. There was, I mean, what there were no cell phones, right. there were no computers. I was talking to someone last night. Uh, about this graphic novel that some people want to do about me. They saw the documentary, got excited, and this is one of the illustrators I've been chatting to. Okay. And uh, I was saying, I mean, it was a beautiful world. You, no one could find you because there were no cell phones and oh, stuff. Right. You could lie your way out of any situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the first thing the I did... Yeah, could, they couldn't do. Google you. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have been able to find you then, and then you wouldn't have done our podcast. We wouldn't have a podcast right now, you know? No, that, that's... It, so it was an entirely different world. And, uh, I, I don't, you know, listen, I'm not... 20, 21, 25, even 30 nowadays. So my perspective is a little bit different. Right. And I don't stay up all night, every night. Yeah. I mean, when I hung out with Lou Reed, he'd always insist on staying up for two or three days at least. Wow. Yeah. So I remember working on a project with him. That Rock and Roll Heart was, uh, it was, had all these TV sets in the background and we had to come up with imagery for it. And, uh, I remember staying up for four nights oh my God. and saying to Lou, I've really got a crash. <laughs> Man, I mean, you know, when you're young, you can get away with it. And he called me a pussy. <laughs> We're only just warming up. It's 96 hours only, you pussy. God, <laughs> the hell? He, could, he could go for a week without sleep. Yeah. I mean, maybe he had a little bit of assistance. In, yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. Performance yeah, like enhancing, yeah. And let's yeah, be we, honest, he's not around anymore. Right, exactly. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a lot. No, yeah. I did a beautiful book with him. Yeah. We co-signed just before he died. And Lou was, Lou was. I mean, he had that reputation, which he played up to. But he was a very sweet guy. If he was your friend, yeah. he would go out of his way for you. He really would. I met, I met um, him once. Uh, at uh, He was at Farm Aid. Uh, believe it or not. Oh, Back in Champagne. In 1985, yeah. And he was uh, an absolute gentleman. A super, yes. super nice man. Also, David He's, Bowie. You've done a lot of work with David Bowie. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Tons, I, tons. That's probably who you're most famous with dealing with, right? Probably, I mean, I've got a a very big archive. A lot yeah. of it's Ziggy, mm-hmm. but I, I've got later pictures too, too, including a great studio session I did in 2002, uh, of which I actually have video, you know, right. in the early days, even though I would shoot films sometimes of the gigs. Uh, and of course I did those, um, those music videos, the Ziggy ones, like Life on Mars and Gene Genie and Jennifer. Space and Oddity and uh, yeah. I'm Only Dancing, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are 
really the beginning, right? I mean, when uh, when would the Space Odyssey vi- Oddity video come out? When was that? Yeah, not not the dopey one that he did in '69. No, yeah, one. yeah, it's '72 when it was re-released. But right. um, it was uh, it, it, we were all young. I mean, if you were 30, you were old in yeah. those days. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if you were 30, you were and you were old. I mean, nowadays we're all actually old. But, uh, you know, you, was, you were talking about Netflix and, and documentaries. There was one about David Bowie that I watched a few weeks ago, and I did not realize the many years in London that he was just throwing as much stuff up against the wall as he could yeah. and getting absolutely nowhere. And yeah, then he came yeah. to America and, and kind of made it bigger here. Well, Ziggy was on, I mean, I was around all that period. I traveled with him and uh, took a lot of pictures as, as well of footage. But he he had been sculling around David Jones and the like. Yeah, and right. All this stuff. Uh, and he hadn't, well, he had had a minor hit in 69. Although, to be honest with you, I barely registered it. It was right. Space Oddity. Yeah. And, it, and it was... I believe it was actually a top 10 single uh, in the UK, uh, although it obviously didn't do anything in America. Right. Um, but And he was breaking out in, I think we came over in September of 72, and things were definitely jumping about in, in the UK by then. Okay. Um, I met him in March of 72, and there were, I think there were three or 400 people at the first gig um and when i think it was the day after ziggy stardust was released he played uh oxford town hall and that's when i got that in the well at the time it was the infamous guitar fellatio shop yes right uh, and there were a thousand people there that night so okay so yeah he was time, starting to hit it then something was happening he came to america Yes, East Coast, West Coast, uh, Cleveland, Detroit. He was get, he had some buzz going on and decent crowds. You went to Kansas City or St. Louis, and you get about three hundred people. Right. right. So he didn't crack America fully, but he did get a lot of publicity that helped him in England too. Um, oh, interesting. So, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I can't see David Bowie in like Wichita, Kansas. Right. Probably wasn't going to work <laughs> very well in the seventies, especially you know? with the Ziggy show. <laughs> you know, and, and well, it, it was weird. I yeah, mean, this is America, right? God bless it. It's come a long way since then, but, you know, yeah. you can imagine. Different worlds. Rolling around looking like that. Yeah, we're, we're in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, well, Chicago, I, th- I do remember, uh, what would it be in Chicago? I've got pictures of him, a lot of pictures of him backstage in Chicago. Oh, cool. Could have been at the stadium, maybe, or, or the, the amphitheater. amphitheater. I can't really remember. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, I don't want to go on about it, but it was a long time ago. Yes, so, yes, that is true. It's not that me, it's not that all my uh, you know brain cells uh, are whacked out now. In fact, they're pretty perky. Well, but, you know, um, I was looking over the list of stuff you did, and you know, 
uh, one of the things that jumped out at me was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, obviously an icon in film. Uh, you know, when Dave and I met, went many times to see that movie when we were in oh, college. Did you dress up as well? You know, yeah. I wasn't a real yeah. dress up guy, but yeah. I definitely had like the the water. Yeah, I brought like toast, you <laughs> yeah. know, and throw the toast <laughs> right. at the screen. That was the only and, thing I could know. cook. Yeah, I bet you had the fish that's in the high end, but... <laughs> Well, all right. It's time to confess. Yeah. Uh, but Again, we're a blue state. It's fine. Here. Yeah, that must have been that must have been uh, quite a wild uh, set, or 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 was it not? Yeah, it was pretty wild, uh, um, and and of course there wasn't a huge amount of money around, so that was like a lot of things in those days. Uh, I didn't know it might have, which was a, quite a bit. It cost a million or so. Okay, uh, and when they when they actually put it out, I mean. It was a complete thud. Right. Uh, they couldn't, they didn't know what to do with it. And then some bright spark somewhere put it on as a midnight movie. Right. It must have come out, I shot the stills in 74. So it must have come out in 75. Around 76, the midnight movies started popping. Right. Up. And of course, it's been the biggest late midnight movie of all time by far oh it's crazy so. my daughter who's 16 has gone you know yeah i mean the, some of the the cast is uh pretty uh exotic i mean you go from susan sarandon to tim curry to meatloaf yeah you know yeah <laughs> not that any they were not so well known then that's I mean, true that's really true weren't. um it was, i mean they couldn't have four big faces right but uh I saw Tim a couple of years ago. They actually did a new version of it for, um, with what's his name was in it. He played the meatloaf role, the guy that sings with Queen nowadays. I don't mean. Oh, that. Adam Lambert? Adam, Adam yes. Lambert? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I got a lot of pictures of him on that set. So, and the, what's the name of the transgender? Black is the new, or orange is the new black. Because uh, he, you no. Know, she, I, I was corrected a couple of times okay, uh, yes. by, by, for not calling him she, her, she, um, <laughs> played the, played the, um, played the Tim Curry role. Oh. So, uh, it's actually, I don't know. It's very hard when you do remakes of just about anything. Yeah. It's like they remakes of movies. But especially this one, especially this one, you know, why? You, yeah, why, why do it again? Do it, you, you, know? you got the perfect, you know, you got the perfect. It's not going to get film. campier than it, than that original. It just it's almost impossible. No, it was a more it was more money put into it. They shot it in Toronto. They actually Lou Adler, the producer mm. for many years. He wanted me to go and take a bunch of stills just because of the link, uh, obviously, with the original version. But um I know it did. It did a Halloween a couple of years ago, and I haven't heard much about it since. But yes, you can't. I remember years ago they did a remake of Psycho. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vince no, Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. You know, ten minutes. You know, this is a fun. <laughs> Looks piece of shit. <laughs> uh, album covers. You've you've shot uh, hundreds, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, it's some very obscure ones. Uh, you know what? Any um, well, we talked about the Queen album cover a few minutes ago. Any other album covers that you thought? You know, wow, this is this is going to this is something special, you know, and maybe it did or did not do well. Well, 
you know, I don't, it's how much, I don't really have any control over right. what happens musically because right. I'm not a DJ. So, um, um, but a few of them, yeah, obviously, uh, popped up and then more popped up when they started doing compilations or re-releases in the 80s. But people, are, you know, they're enamored of like Sid Barrett and, mm -hmm. and, and my, I did a bunch of album covers with Lou Reed and of course, especially Transformer. And, oh, yeah. Um, and then, interestingly enough, I shot Transformer and Raw Power in the same venue um, a night apart. They were shot in successive days. Really? Well, was there any sleep in between? Yeah, with that Lou Reed guy. Well, I didn't need sleep back in those days. You could bypass on that. More hours for fun. There's more to come with our guest on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview right after this. We'll be right back. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we give thanks to everyone and talk about some foods that make you horny. How high are the suicide rates near you? Find out at 11. It's going to be all that and more. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I was listening to And Friends. I heard them using our Florida jingle, the jingle that you can't find. Uh, Sam was here in my house. <laughs> he stole the jingle. It's possible, isn't it? Those motherless <laughs> have stolen their jingle, and now we can't use it. You know, I would just like to say that I did not call them motherless or accuse them of stealing anything because I still need Samuel occasionally to come help me with my audio equipment. So, well, I'm sure that'll be broadcast on the next and friends. Minutia Men's celebrity interview is back. So, so what are you doing now? You you, you mentioned it briefly at the beginning. You're, you're still, still shooting. You're still shooting. So, t tell us about uh, well, but it's Mick Rock right. 2019. Big subject. I mean, I've, I've shot other stuff lately, but he's a big one. I like Benicio. I met him one night and we got talking, and now I'm going to do a sh shoot with him in early, early. I think in about five weeks. Okay. So, but I've shot Mark Ronson and I've shot Pharrell and I've shot Snoop and Janelle Monet and a whole bunch of people. Um, in fact, if you see the documentary, you'll see some more of that in there. In there. Um, because I was very insistent that it wasn't just some 70s nostalgia <laughs> right. yeah. thing. I uh, I wanted to get in, you know, the more modern stuff. And uh, But I, I love it still. I love it. That's I can, great. I can still go to the same place. Well, I tell you what, a couple of puffs on those marijuana pens <laughs> and uh, a cup of coffee, uh, and I'm off to the races. Well, you know? Illinois, January 1st, you can come here and you can <laughs> puff away all you want. No one's going to say anything. Oh, is it going to be fully legal? Yep. Then? Yeah. January 1. That's why we're that's why we're doing the podcast <laughs> from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, your website, mickrock.com, I'm on it right now. You can buy stuff from you, right? I mean, you can... Uh, I think they've started to do, yeah. I can can't keep up with everything. There's so much going on. He's got people, um, Dave. He's got people. <laughs> it's, um, I think those are those Bowie tees. I'm doing some project with my friend John Varvatos, the clothing designer, uh, with uh, some limited edition T-shirts, of, initially of David and Lou. Um, and 
there's somebody else they're putting them on dresses they're putting wow. they, they they it's people want this stuff it amazes me lunch boxes uh, and huggies what do we you know yeah. i'm not sure about that you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's prophylactics maybe there you go <laughs> well thank you very much mick for being on the show I, it's really been fun talking to you we you know we uh, look up to you. We yeah. we can see. I know you don't like the title, the man of the chat, the seventies, but you know we're paid a few bills. <laughs> exactly, and we're products of the seventies. So we are. We're products of the seventies ourselves. So, but thank you for all that you've done, and thank you for being on the show. And much health to you. My and, pleasure. And uh, yes, thanks a lot. And um, again, we really appreciate your time. Take pleasure. it easy. So, to you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, all right, love. Bye, bye, bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we will be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we discuss the sneaky genius of Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Spurs, along with the stellar up-and-coming U.S. men's national team. That's Free Kicks on Spotify, oldpieshows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Don't even f- Think about saying hi to me. No, don't even say hi. Don't even nod your head and acknowledge me because I will kill you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. If you missed Lausano or Los. Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. 140 frozen turkeys were stolen from an <laughs> Illinois market. Uh, I can't imagine stealing $2,000 worth of frozen turkeys. Maybe it's like the Thanksgiving Robin Hood. He's stealing <laughs> He's the turkeys stealing to, to give to the turkeys. It's hard right. enough to handle one frozen turkey. <laughs> right. Here's the Thanksgiving. Let's give Jesse White a plug right here. Oh, yeah. Our oh, guy. He, most people I bet in this room don't know this, of all the different things about him we don't know. Yeah. He will have collected... And delivered 10,000 turkeys. Yeah. By Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe and personally direct it all himself. He, personally direct it all. He'll be, he'll start at five in the morning yeah. and end at 10 at night. That's and he's crazy. done it for 25 years. I had him on my old TV show very early on and went, and we had him with the Jesse White tumblers and I watched him. He set everything out, out uh, with the, the kids. Mm-hmm. He is always hands on. He's always there. I find him to be a, an amazing, amazing. man. And very long, lively. While talking, Jesse White called <laughs> and he did. I showed you. Yeah. He was calling. I said, should I take it? Take it. And so he just said that it's 50 years, 15,000 turkey snaps. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and then he called just to make yeah. sure. I said, I can't talk. I'm on the radio. <laughs> radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and friends. Lozano. 
Now on Lawsano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lawsano or whatever it's called. <laughs> 